Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Three, two, one... When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Welcome in, everybody, episode 76 of Podcast in Assuming America, the Air Tour Sports Podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It is Tuesday. March 21st, 2022. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope everybody is ready for a quick, just rapid fire Tuesday Aaron Torres pod. And here is why. It is because we have not one, but two marquee major coaching carousel updates. The first, you already know. We've been covering it like Woodward and Bernstein. Rick Patino is now officially the head coach at St. John's. Full reaction on something that I told you was going to happen about a week ago. It becomes official. By the way, Johnny's fans, grab your Big Rick Energy t-shirts at AaronTorresOnline.com slash merchandise. And then we'll go from there to the other big story of Monday, where Ed Cooley is leaving Providence for Georgetown. A little bit of a stunner. Not totally stunning, but it is a very interesting deal overall. So we will react to the two coaching carousel pieces of news. We will get out of here. And then Wednesday or Thursday, we will have a preview of all of the weekend games. So fired up. Sweet 16 is starting soon again. Arkansas fans, UConn fans, enjoy Vegas. I will be at a wedding. Because a lot of you have asked, by the way. That's why I'm bringing it up. Because a lot of you have asked. Will not be there. I will be there in spirit. Before we get started, do want to make a quick, a couple quick announcements. First of all, thank you again to our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. I'll tell you a little bit later all the things they're doing for you this March. And I also quickly want to thank Bracket Fanatics for being the official sponsor of the Aaron Torres Pod Bracket Challenge. Been working with Bracket Fanatics for three years now, three different bracket challenges. They also did the NFL Pick'em Challenge. And what I love about Bracket Fanatics, they have anything you need bracket related, they got you covered different sports they do brackets for college basketball tennis soccer uh cricket oh by the way nfl pick them challenge like we did and on top of that they have free brackets they have brackets that you can sign up for that are pay brackets so so you want to do a bracket where people pay to enter they take all your money they distribute all your money you don't have to go chasing people around so go to bracketfanatics.com join bracket or create a bracket and you can do it there any sport, any bracket, if your sport has a bracket, Bracket Fanatics has you covered. But with that said, let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, you already know what it is. It is 
Dun 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 Start spreading the news. I'm longing to stray. And from the very start of it, New York, these vagabond shoes, something, something, something. And from the very start. Okay, you get the point. Terrible Frank Sinatra impression aside, can't play the actual song because I'd get in trouble. But what is the topic of the day? You already know. It comes from the city of New York, which is now for at least one day the college basketball capital of the world as a story that we have talking we have spoken about on this show forever we basically cited the great philosopher lavar ball who said speak it into existence baby that is right rick patino on monday officially became the head coach of St. John's basketball it is a story we've talked about maybe more on this podcast than anywhere i think i was ahead of this It is official, and all I can say is this. I am so fired up for St. John's. I am so fired up for the Big East. I'm so fired up for New York City, and I am so fired up for college basketball in general. And so let's get into it. Let's discuss it from all angles. But for people who are kind of new to this show or they see this crazy guy on social media singing New York, New York, let's give a little background as how I got into all of this. But obviously, look, I know college basketball. I love college basketball. I've covered it for years. And so how this all started, because like I said, I think I was probably ahead of this story more than maybe anybody in the national media. It really came, I looked it up, in early January of this year. St. John's was playing a meaningless game in front of a sparse crowd at Carneseca Center you know, on campus. Mike Anderson is the head coach. They're up big. They end up losing to Marquette. Marquette ends up rallying and beating them at home. I just said, This is really, really, really bad. Like St. John's is so irrelevant, so doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that I'm some 50, 60, 70-year-old guy that remembers the the, the glory days of Lou Carnesecca, but I do remember Ron Artest. I do remember Eric Barkley. I do remember Bootsy Thornton. And I know that it doesn't have to be this bad. By the way, for you young people, those were the stars of St. John's in the early 2000s. You probably know Ron Artest. And so on that night, it was January 3rd, 2023. So a little over two months ago. I sent out this tweet, which I had no idea the impact that it would have. But let me read you the tweet I sent out on January 3rd at 843 Eastern. I said, St. John's blows a big second half lead, falls to one and four in the Big East, and it's clear Mike Anderson isn't the answer. To which I ask, give me one reason Rick Pitino shouldn't be St. John's coach next year. He's in the city, cleared of NCAA wrongdoing. He is the only dude that can save this program. And so when I sent out that tweet, I'll be honest, I I didn't really think much of it. But what tends to happen sometimes with a a story like that is that when you're first and you have a passionate fan base like St. John's, that that tweet picked up traction. And people all of a sudden started DMing me. Very important people at St. John's. People that know people that know people were saying, hey, Torres, I, I don't know who you are or I don't know much about you or I love your work. Do you think this can happen? And so I've monitored this story very, very closely for two months now. I've worked the phones. I'm not a newsbreaker, but I feel like I had as much information on this story as anybody. And what I will say is I want to take you behind how this happened because I think it's an incredible story. It's an incredible uh, testament to an administration and a school that realizes where they are in the pecking order and what they need to get to the next level. 
Because to be blunt, while I put out that tweet, while we started selling our We Want Rick shirts at Aaron Torres Online, by the way, you can now get your Big Rick Energy shirt, St. John's fans, uh, at Aaron Torres Online. Why I bring it up is because while I kept talking about this and while people in the St. John's community kept DMing me, quietly, the the, the vibe that I started to get was just that this wasn't going to happen that the school didn't want to go down the Rick Patino route, that this wasn't the guy they were going to go after. They felt like there had to be somebody else out there that could re-elevate them. I was sad. I was disappointed. I was upset. I was bummed out, whatever. But why I bring it up is that really it was the start of the Big East tournament where the vibe started to change. I told this story on the pod a few weeks ago, but it's worth revisiting. The day the Big East tournament started, Wednesday, 8-9 game, St. John's is playing. I get a call during that game from a great Big East source that said, Torres, your dream's coming true. Rick Patino is going to St. John's. And I said, no, 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 that's not. You must be thinking of Georgetown or somewhere else. He ain't going there. They don't want him. He said, check with your sources. I think this is going to happen. Well, fast forward. I text all the people that I know in the St. John's community. They're saying, no way, no way, no way, no way. And then about six, eight hours later, they all circled back and said, Aaron, I don't know who you spoke with, but I think this is happening. And so I said the day that St. John's lost to Marquette in the Big East tournament, I said, look, Mike Anderson is out. I believe Rick Pitino will be. The, I said, I, I believe a Hall of Famer will be the next head coach. Wink, wink, nah, nah. And so I bring it up because I think I was the first one to really push that name. When Mike Anderson was fired the next day, that's when you started to see other people put out Rick Pitino as a potential candidate. But I bring it up. Because this all actually came together pretty quickly. And so before we get to the impact that Rick Pitino is going to inevitably have at St. John's and in New York City, I want to give credit to really two people. The first one, the most important one, I want to give credit to St. John's president, Brian Shanley. And I'll be blunt, I don't know this guy. This was not anybody that I was in contact at all with at any point during this entire process. But Brian Shanley, for people who do not know, St. John's school president, He came from Providence. Ironically, he was there during the height of the Ed Cooley era this last decade or so. And I think he realized, he saw the impact that a good basketball program at a smaller Catholic school can have on an entire university. How it creates brand awareness, how winning in the NCAA tournament, going to the NCAA tournament is a national and international advertisement for your university. And from my understanding of how things got done, One, I believe Rick Pitino kind of made it clear this is the job I want. But then two, I give so much credit to that school president because I believe it went even above the athletic director and the athletics department. If the president did not sign off on this, if the president didn't push it himself, I'm not sure that this happened. So credit to Brian Shanley because he basically sat there and said what I told you a few weeks ago. He said, look, if this is not just a basketball hire, this is a university-wide hire. If we whiff on this hire, we're just another Catholic school in the, the the greater New York area. And yes, we're in the Big East. And yes, we get to play on TV. But if we want to matter as an international university, if we want to matter on a national stage, we have to nail this higher. And I give him so much credit for going out and doing it. And I give him credit for over the last couple of days, putting together a very compelling case for Rick Patino to leave and come to St. John's. Because it was funny, if you remember... Iona obviously lost in the NCAA tournament on Friday to UConn. And, you know, John Fanta put out his story, John's excellent. So this is not in any way, shape or form a criticism of him. 
But then John puts out his story on Friday, but then you hear, well, Rick Pitino has even met with the school. Well, Rick Pitino is going to meet with them on Sunday. And my understanding was that was basically Rick Pitino now laying down the gauntlet. Okay, it's clear you guys want me, but are you committed in every way that you need to be committed? Are you committed financially? Are we going to upgrade these facilities because they stink? Are we going to be in contention in NIL because this is the new world that we live in? Are we going to travel the right way? Are we going to eat the right way? Are we going to train the right way? Because if you guys are doing this half, you know what, then I ain't coming. I'll stay at Iona. I have other opportunities at the power conference level. I think he would have ultimately stayed at Iona. But credit to St. John's for one, pursuing him, saying this is the way to elevate our entire university, not just our basketball program. But then two, credit to them for then laying out the plan for Rick Pitino explaining to him, oh, this is going to get done the way that you need it to get done. I saw, by the way, St. John's has basically one mega booster that's been disassociated with the university since the last hire, since the Mike Anderson hire, the guy who basically founded Vitamin Water. I'm going to butcher his name, so I don't even want to attempt to say it, but he has come out and said he will support Rick Pitino in any way possible. And so credit to St. John's for making it happen, but then credit to St. John's for putting together a compelling case as to why Rick Pitino should take the job, which again, officially happened on Monday. So now the question is, what's next? I just told you what happened. Now let's discuss what's next because again, why have I been so excited about this? So this is funny, right? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, Torres, are you a St. John's alum? Did you go to school there? Why do you care so much? Most people that listen to this show know, I actually went to St. John's biggest rival, UConn. Um, While the Big East source was not from UConn, I know as a UConn fan and alum, Rick Pitino being in the Big East makes my life harder as a UConn fan and alum. But why I want this is because I understand how big this is for not only St. John's, but for the Big East, for New York City, and for college basketball as a whole. And I think I discussed this a few weeks ago, but the bottom line is, listen, we talk about in sports all the time, programs that matter programs that it's quote-unquote good for the sport if that program is good. I remember this year when Tennessee basketball got hot, a lot of the conversation was, is it good for college football? Does college football need Tennessee football to be good? I bring it up to say, I don't think St. John's is a program that you would traditionally associate with that conversation, but I'll tell you this, wait until you see what New York City is like when St. John's is good. Because at the end of the day, I always say this a couple things. One, People think, oh, New York's not a a college town. No, 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 no. New York was once a great college basketball city. The problem is they haven't had anything to root for in the last 20 years. And it's interesting, right? I'll give you an analogy. I might have used it with John Dostremski the other day when he was on. But I bring it up because, you know, I always say this. So let's kind of use a different analogy, right? But I always say this about the SEC. Everybody thinks the SEC is a football conference. The SEC is not a football conference. The SEC is not a football conference. It's not a football conference. It's not a baseball conference. It's not a gymnastics conference. It's not a basketball conference. You know what the SEC is? The SEC is a winning conference. The SEC has basically 16 schools now, if you include Texas and Oklahoma, that basically all have the same mindset. If we're going to compete in this sport, we want to do it at the highest level. It's funny, as someone who covers both college basketball and college football, I think there's a lot of college basketball writers that are surprised by the passion for basketball at Alabama, at Auburn, at Tennessee, at Arkansas, outside of Kentucky, which we know is great. And what I say to those people, LSU fans, Auburn fans, Arkansas fans, Tennessee, they want to be great at everything. And so to bring it back to St. John's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. 
New York fans are passionate about everything. New York is one of the great sports cities in America. New York still has two big-time sports talk radio uh, channels, WFAN and ESPN New York. You know how passionate people are in New York about sports? Michael Kay, the face of the Yankees, the voice of the Yankees, just signed a four-year extension for his radio show. Local radio, people have never been listening to less in general. New York City, a guy just got a four-year extension because people can't get enough of his show. And so I bring it up because everybody in New York loves sports, eats, sleeps, and breathes it. And they will love St. John's if St. John's gives them a reason to be loved. And so that's why I'm so excited because I don't think the casual college basketball fan, the average college basketball fan understands what New York City will be like. If this team is good, if this program is good, I'm talking 10, 12, 15 times a year. The Garden sold out. The Garden's rocking. It's all red. I'm not saying they surpassed the Yankees or the, 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 the Knicks. But by the way, why do you think we talk about the Knicks so much on a national scale? It's because it's the great what if. It's what if they were good. Think about how much we talk about the Knicks and they're not good. Now imagine if they ever get good. And it's kind of the same with St. John's. Wait till they get good. I am just telling you. New York City is an incredible college basketball city, and Rick Pitino is going to tap into that. Finally, what I would say, on the court, th that's off the court. That's the stuff that matters to me. On the court, oh, just be warned. Rick Pitino is going to win, and he's going to win big, and he's going to win quick. And as a matter of fact, one, this is why St. John's had to do it, because you have a winner in your city, as I've said from the beginning. He doesn't want to leave New York City. It's funny, on, on Monday when it became clear Ed Cooley was going to Georgetown, People were saying, oh, you know, Rick Pitino, he might sneak off to Providence. No, he's not. I've said on this show from day one, he wants to live in New York City or South Florida. Those are the only places that he wants to live. If your job is in Lubbock, Texas, or Lincoln, Nebraska, or Pullman, Washington, he ain't coming. Doesn't matter how much money you offer him. And so to come back to him, why this was so important, he's going to win. He's going to be relevant. He is going to matter, but he's going to do it quickly especially, by the way, in this transfer portal NIL era. Again, first of all, NIL, we can argue, is it good, is it bad, paying players, whatever. He wouldn't have taken this job if St. John's wasn't ready to compete in NIL. Beyond that, in the transfer portal, you can flip a roster really quick. Kansas State, Jerome Tang, year one, in the Sweet 16. Two players from last year's team still on this roster from a year ago. Jerome Tang flipped it overnight. By the way, Dennis Gates at Missouri brought a bunch of guys with him from Cleveland State. So Rick Pitino is going to have NIL money. He's going to have the portal at his disposal, and he can bring some players from Iona if he thinks they're good enough. By the way, I'd say this too. I hear this big narrative about, oh, you know, high school players in New York don't stay in New York anymore. Really? Look at the top, you know, top 10 recruits this year. DJ Wagner, greater New York area. Aaron Bradshaw, greater New York area. Camden, New Jersey. They're going to Kentucky. In three years, might they have considered St. John's? Probably. Mackenzie and Baco going to Duke. In a year or two, if Rick Pitino had been at St. John's, would he have considered St. John's? Probably. Go on and on down the list. Number number two prospect in the class of 2024, Ian Jackson, committed to New North Carolina. Would he have considered St. John's? Probably. And so I could go on and on. But the point I'm trying to make, this guy is going to win. He's going to win big, and he's going to win now. Now, how is it going to look? I don't know. I think in the transfer portal era, you know, Rick Pitino's never been a one-and-done guy. But I think in the transfer portal era, it's going to be quick. It's going to be sudden. It's going to be urgent. Rick Pitino doesn't have 10 years to build this thing. He's going to come in. It's going to be, it's just going to be so much fun. I, I could go on and on, but I think you've gotten the point at this point. But I am just telling you, I don't think the average college basketball fan 
understands how big and how good college basketball in New York City can be and will be when St. John's matters. Well, today they matter, and I am so excited about Rick Pitino being the St. John's coach. One last St. John's note before we get out of here, and I do have to say it really quick. There was another note about St. John's prior to this hire. It is that Mike Anderson, the former head coach, is suing the school over his contract. And anyone who's listening to this show knows I'm, I haven't been a big Mike Anderson defender over the years. But what I will say is this is becoming kind of an increasingly like sort of gross thing that's happening in college sports. And it happened at my alma mater. I'm not, you know, throwing stones at other people because this happened to UConn as well. But essentially these ADs, they sign coaches to big contracts, then give them big extensions, whether they're justified or not. And what ends up happening? The guy stinks. They fire him. Then they try to fire him for cause so they don't have to pay him all his money. And that's what St. John's just did to Mike Anderson. What I would say, I think that's kind of despicable and gross and disgusting. St. John's, you're going to make the money. You're, you're going to sell so many freaking tickets over the next couple weeks, months, whatever. You don't need to be this way. So I hope Mike Anderson gets his money. I don't like that aspect of the St. John's thing. But everything else, it goes without saying. I am so excited. Dun, 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 dun. Start spreading the news. Okay. All right. No more. So what we're going to do, take a quick break, come back. We will talk about the other big coaching carousel piece of news on Monday. Ed Cooley headed from Providence to Georgetown. This is a completely different deal, but just as fascinating. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, we're getting back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. It is March. You want to make wagers, and there is no better place to make them than at the Betfred Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres pod and all things Aaron Torres Media. By now, you know Betfred's story. Started in 1967 in the UK, over 1,600 shops in the UK, and they have come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of the Colorado Rockies, Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals, Aaron Torres Media. And what I love about Betfred, they do more for their customers than anybody, and here's what they're doing for you this March. You can bet $50 on any game this March. Any game. And they will give you up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Go to betfredsports.com. Make your first $50 wager. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But then, how about this? For the first five weeks, 
that you are a Betfred customer, you will be insured for up to $200 for the first five weeks. So you you make a few bets and we're all going to win all our bets this March. But if it doesn't work out, they'll give you up to $200 back for the first five weeks that you're a Betfred customer. So download the Betfred Sportsbook app, bet $50 on any game, 111 in free bets, plus up to $200 in free bets in insurance the first five weeks. That is all you got to do. Betfred Sportsbook, Betfred Sportsbook app. Tell them Torah sent you. Enjoy March, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I do want to switch gears, sort of, because we're going to kind of just talk about the same thing that we just talked about, only with a slightly different twist, right? We just talked about a big coaching carousel piece of news in college basketball in the Big East at a former college basketball power. That was, of course, Rick Pitino in St. John's. But what I want to do now, I want to talk about another coaching change in the Big East, college basketball power. This one is about five, five and a half hours south of St. John's down the 95 on the Eastern Seaboard. I am, of course, talking about the Georgetown head coaching job, where about two weeks ago, shortly after they were eliminated from the Big East tournament, Georgetown fired their iconic former player and now head coach for the last six years, Patrick Ewing. And since then, there's been a bunch of names bandied about about the coaching job. But on Monday, a name that we've discussed on this show officially took the head coaching job. I am, of course, talking about Ed Cooley, the now former Providence head coach. He is leaving Providence. He is taking over at Georgetown. And let me just say this. This hire is both not shocking at all, but very, very, very shocking, way more so than Rick Pitino. So let me explain. Why it's not shocking is because of the fact that, like I said, this had been sort of speculated for a while. Um, I had talked about it on this show. Anybody who covers college basketball, this was a name that was associated with the job. I remember the day I got the call about Rick Pitino to St. John's during the Big East tournament. Um, the same person said, oh, by the way, I think Cooley's the number one candidate and would take the job if offered at Georgetown. So I bring it up to say this had been bandied about for a while. The Georgetown job had been open for a while. 
And Ed Cooley really did nothing to deny his interest in this job. I think most of you know they opened the NCAA tournament against Kentucky. And during that, you know, the media availability in the lead up to that game, Ed Cooley was asked about three, four different times and then asked again after the game about his interest in other jobs. And he basically just gave multiple no comments. And to me, that's, you know, sometimes you could say a lot by not saying anything at all. And if Ed Cooley wasn't leaving Providence, if Ed Cooley had zero interest in any other job other than Providence, I think there's a way to say that um, without taking away from your team or even without taking away from leverage from a new contract, right? And so the fact that he kept not giving out non-denials and interest in other jobs, I remember thinking after they lost to Kentucky, I said, if he's not really interested in this Georgetown job, then he kind of just tanked the second half of the season because they have not been the same team the last two, three weeks of the year. So that's why it's not surprising. But to me, here is why this job and this movement is surprising. It's because this, to me, was a lot different than the Rick Pitino situation at St. John's. With Rick Pitino and St. John's, it was a clear step up for Rick Pitino. And really what that job came down to was, is St. John's going to offer me, me being Rick Pitino, what I want or are they not? If they're not, then I stay at Iona or I look for other opportunities. But if they offer what I want, it's really not a tough decision. For Ed Cooley, I think this was a very tough decision for a few reasons. One, it's not like a, a significant step up. I think Georgetown is a slightly better job, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it's not a significant step up. It's not going from Iona to St. John's or Iona to the SEC or Iona to the Big Ten. This is Big East to Big East. So that's one. Ed Cooley is from the city of Providence. So all these coaches always talk about wanting to go home. He was home, and now he is leaving home for another opportunity. More importantly, he's leaving for another opportunity in the Big East. And that's the crazy part to me. It's just not that often that you see a coach leave one conference school for another, especially a school in your hometown. And oh, by the way, remember, the Big East is a true round-robin deal, okay? This isn't like the 16-team Big Ten where you might not have to play everybody every season on the road and at home. Ed Cooley is going to play Providence at home as the Georgetown head coach, but then he's also going to have to go to Providence and it's going to be ugly and it's not going to be pretty in a city that literally up until 24 hours ago, or at least two or three weeks ago, adored him is now going to turn their back on him. And I think it's going to be ugly and I think it's going to be weird. And I think this is what, these are the things that Ed Cooley had to weigh in this decision, but ultimately he did make the decision. I think really talking to people around the sport, really what this came down to was a couple simple things. One, it's just Georgetown's just a better job. And that's like not a knock on Providence at all, but it's a reality. Georgetown has been to five Final Fours in the last 40 years. One as recently as about 10, 12 years ago. I think it was about 15 years ago, actually. Now, I think it was 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Multiple head coaches have taken them there. Multiple head coaches have had success there. Obviously, John Thompson Jr. and then John Thompson the third, JT3, most recently. Um, the recruiting is better. The history is better. You play in a bigger building. I think the recruiting thing, I probably just glossed over in a way that I shouldn't have because the recruiting is insane in the Maryland DMV area. Okay. If you don't follow high school recruiting, I'm just going to tell you, I mean, think about it. Kevin Durant, uh, Cam Whitmore at Villanova, Jordan Hawkins at UConn. A lot of guys come out of DC. A lot of guys come out of Maryland. It is a great recruiting area. So it's a better job. I think the other thing that I was thinking about is, 
And I think I, I might have talked about this already uh, when I talked about the Georgetown job opening. I do think that Ed Cooley kind of maybe had peaked at Providence. And I know it's not what Providence fans want to hear, but I'll tell you a quick funny, you know, I don't know if it's funny if you're a Providence fan, but, but an interesting story, my observation, okay? So last year I'm at the Final Four. And if you've ever been to a Final Four, and if you haven't, you know, but the college basketball has their coaches convention during the same time. And so it's not unusual to go out to dinner and see Tom Izzo sitting there or Frank Martin sitting there or Nate Oates sitting there or Eric Musselman sitting there or whomever. Everybody's there with their family. Everybody's networking. Everybody's connecting. Obviously, some guys are trying to get jobs. They're trying to hire assistants, whatever. It's a melting pot for college basketball. You turn a corner, you're walking by. There's Matt Painter having dinner because, you know, he's not coaching the final four. Just kidding. Too soon. Um, But why I bring it up is I remember last year, I don't know Ed Cooley at all. But I remember seeing Ed Cooley last year. Remember last year, Ed Cooley was coming off a run to the Sweet 16 and a Big East tournament, or a Big East regular season championship. If you remember, it was big, uh, Providence's first Big East championship in school history. Um, last year, they get a four seed. They go to the Sweet 16. They lose to Kansas, the eventual champion. And I remember seeing Ed Cooley around town. And every time I saw him, people were patting him on the back and high fives and whatever. And I was like, they're treating this guy like he just won the national championship. And it really struck me, you know, maybe he did for Providence. Just like, like, like what he just did at Providence, big East regular season title, first time in school history, sweet 16. That's probably realistically about as good as it gets. Now we have a lot of UConn fans and Indiana fans and Kentucky fans that listen to this show that probably can't relate to that. But at Providence, small school, smallest state in the union, big East, you know, probably second tier big East job. That's probably as good as it gets. And as a matter of fact, and I know I've talked about this, I think you can legitimately make the case that Ed Cooley um, has basically, basically Providence under Ed Cooley the last decade. It's not an exaggeration to say this is as good as it's been, like literally in the last 50 years, like literally in the modern era of college basketball, this is as good as it's been. 2014 to 2018, five straight NCAA tournaments. That's the first time in the modern history that that's happened. He followed it up again. Big East regular season championship last year, NCAA tournament bid this year. So you're talking about a situation where this guy in what since 2014 has been to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven NCAA tournaments since 2014 over a nine year period, eight NCAA tournaments. He's been to whatever I said, six or seven. That's as good as it gets. So I think there's all those factors. The other factor that I think is important, and we might've talked about this, there has been a little bit of contentiousness between him and the fan base. I had my, my you know, a, a good contact at the Big East bring this up to me. He said, Aaron, don't forget, before they went on this run, um, before they went on this run, like, there was a time where Providence fans wanted Ed Cooley fired. If you remember, year three was when they made the turn, but the first two years were really rocky. And on top of that, and it was interesting, on senior day this year, senior day this year, Ed Cooley was booed. Providence was booed by their own home fans. And I was told that that rubbed him the wrong way. And oh, by the way, his son talked about it on social media. His son tweeted about it. Like, who are these people to boo us? And so think about if you're Ed Cooley. You've given so much to this program. You've taken this program to levels that, frankly, it hasn't been maybe ever. You win a Big East regular season title last year, and you're getting booed by your own home fans? I think it made him think. And then finally, I'll just say this. I think there is one other factor beyond the fact that it's a better job beyond the fact that, um, you know, the fans and the this and the that. 
There is one other factor that I think is important, and that's this. And we, we might have talked about this, but the Georgetown job specifically, um, you know, let's just be blunt about it. It is a very revered job, especially in the African-American community. What Coach K and John Wooden and Nick Saban mean to the coaching community as a whole. John Thompson means the African-American community. And I was thinking about this, right? You know how certain coaches revere certain jobs because they kind of grew up in a moment in time. Like I'll give you an example. I remember interviewing Mick Cronin uh, right after he got the UCLA job. And he basically said like, Aaron, when UCLA calls, you don't turn them down. I've said it before, John Calipari. I asked him one time when I wrote my book, why did you say you were at Memphis yet at Roland? He goes, Aaron, when Kentucky calls, you don't turn it down. And so for African-American men of Ed Cooley's age, Ed Cooley is 53 years old. So I looked this up. Georgetown won a national championship in 1984 with Patrick Ewing. Ed Cooley would have been 15 years old at that point. He was probably just coming into his own as a basketball player in his own right, as a, um, as a, a you know, somebody that, that was watching college basketball, consuming college basketball. And again, what John Thompson meant, what John Thompson stood for, that resonates with African-American coaches. Think about when John Thompson passed away, all the African-American coaches wearing the towel over their shoulder in honor of him. And so I think that all played a factor. And that all leads to today where Ed Cooley is officially your Georgetown head coach. Now, I think the interesting part and the fun part is what's next? Because this is a program that can go to a Final Four with the right coach, with the right situation. And I'll be curious to see if he can be the guy to do it. Because if you can get George, if you can get Providence to five straight NCAA tournaments, I think you could probably, honestly, have you know really high level success at Georgetown. What'll be interesting to me is a few things. One, again, this is the transfer portal era, and it's interesting. I, I you know you look at all of these jobs. I don't know if any of these coaches leave any good job if it isn't in the transfer portal era. I've talked about it before. Everybody talks about Lincoln Riley. Remember Lincoln Riley? And he left Oklahoma and everybody said, oh, it's because of the SEC. He doesn't want to go to the SEC. I said, I think that's probably right. But if Lincoln Riley, if this wasn't the transfer portal era, does Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma for USC? If he can't flip his roster overnight, does he leave Oklahoma for USC? I don't know that he does. Same with Brian Kelly at, at from LSU to, or from Notre Dame to LSU. Does he leave? I don't know. But you can, and that's what's interesting to me about this gig. Ed Cooley can literally just bring his whole roster from Providence if he wants to. Now, I don't know if all those guys want to go. I don't know who he wants to keep and who he doesn't. But if he wants to bring all his guys with eligibility, all he's got to do is say, son, get in the portal, call me, or I'll call you. That's all you got to do. So you add that in with the recruiting base that is in Washington, D.C. It's phenomenal. Again, Jordan Hawkins, UConn star from the D.C. area. Cam Whitmore, star freshman, Villanova from the D.C. area. And that, to me, is what's going to be very interesting going forward is Kevin Willard is now at Maryland. He's going to be good. Ed Cooley is now at Georgetown. He's going to be good. Those recruiting wars in in the D.C. area, in Virginia, in Maryland, it is going to be fascinating to watch. I'll tell you what. I think it's going to hurt a lot of other programs as well. Look at a program like Villanova. Villanova had basically their ascent as a program directly coincides with Georgetown and Maryland both falling apart. And you look at who they who they built the program with. Josh Hart, D.C. area kid. Dante DiVincenzo's from Delaware. Brandon Slater on this year's roster. Justin Moore on this year's roster. Cam Whitmore on this year's roster. All those guys are from the D.C. area. 
Now what happens if three of those guys end up going to uh, you know Georgetown and one to Maryland? All of a sudden, that Final Four caliber team you have at Villanova, it's going to be a Georgetown now. And so that's the fascinating part to watch. But do I think he can build a winner just like I think Rick Pitino can build a winner? Absolutely. And I think he's in some ways got an easier path. Great recruiting base. But again, he can just bring most of his roster from Providence if he wants. George, uh, uh, Bryce Hopkins can be a Georgetown Hoya tomorrow if he wants to be. So these are all things to watch. But like, like Rick Pitino, I'll just say this. I think it's good for the Big East, and I think it's good for college basketball. I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens if he can reinvigorate that program, if he can get the city behind the Georgetown Hoyas. Good for college basketball, good for the Big East. But now what's also interesting, what happens next at Providence? Because, again, we can argue about a lot of stuff. What you cannot argue is Ed Cooley elevated Providence. Now, those are tough shoes to fill, but he also showed that it can be done at that school. And it'll be interesting to see because the AD there did just do a press conference right before I recorded where he said, we want a guy that wants to be here. And so now I'm curious to see what happens next at Providence and where they go from here. Is it a situation where they go with the established head coach? I can tell you for a fact, Bob Hurley, Arizona State, he's from Jersey. Dan Hurley is obviously a coach uh, in the Big East at UConn. Bob Hurley's been trying to get back East for a long time. I can tell you that for a fact. I know it for certain. Tried to get Seton Hall last year. Didn't work out. Tried to get into the mix at DePaul a few years ago. Didn't work out. He's going to come after this job hard. Um, You know, I think a couple interesting names. Listen, you know the guy that I would call? And I have no idea if Providence will. I'd call this Tobin Anderson cat at Fairleigh Dickinson because he just took Fairleigh Dickinson from 4-22 to the NCAA tournament where they beat the number one seed uh, uh, Purdue. It's clear that guy knows what he's doing. I'd give him a call. I don't know if he'd listen. You know, Micah Shrewsbury at Penn State, I don't think he's a viable candidate. I might have mentioned this on a previous episode. I've been told that Penn State has really put a lot of money financially into the basketball program just in the last two to three weeks. Um, Basically, Penn State is a football school. For people who don't know, they basically have a wrestling dynasty. And so a lot of the money in the winter goes to the wrestling program, which is the number one team in the country, just won a 12th national championship. I think 12th straight national championship, maybe. But now that they're good at basketball, and now that they risk losing Micah Shrewsbury, um, I think the uh, the money's going to be there. I don't think he leaves. You know, there's some other names I've seen. James Jones, the head coach at Yale. Yale's been good for a long time. It'll be interesting to watch. I don't know what Providence does from here, but Ed Cooley's going to Georgetown. This one's really interesting. All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Another one that's a little bit quicker than the ones that we've been doing, but that's okay. It's Tuesday, in and out. We talk Patino, we talk Cooley, and we get out of here. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. St. John's fans, get your Big Rick Energy t-shirts, AaronTorresOnline.com slash merchandise. And I think that's it. I think that's it for today's show. Before we get out of here, I want to thank everybody. Thank you again to Betfred Sportsbook. Bet 50 on any game this weekend. Get up to $1,111 in free bets courtesy of the Betfred Sportsbook. 
And of course, thank you to Bracket Fanatics. All for today's show. I'm getting out of here. Time to go. Time to chill. We'll be back Wednesday, maybe Thursday, with a preview of the weekend in college hoops. Hope everybody has a great day. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Shout out to Torn Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head. Unblock me, bro. Oh, shout out to Frank Sinatra. Dun, 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 dun. Start spreading the news. I'll be back later this week, people. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.